And consequently, their whole temple, their whole everything they thought about was all a disaster. Everything was torn down. Now, we read about where the, the temple in Jerusalem was torn down. This was the first time it was torn down as far as what we, we saw in the, uh, in the scriptures. And then later on it was done again and rebuilt. But we're going to talk about the fixer-upper today and how, uh, you know, sometimes we need to think about where we're at and rebuild what we have in our life to be better Christians. Amen? As you can see, the, sometimes that teardown job is really, really bad. Now, Ezra, Ezra, they said, is probably the writer of First uh, and Second Chronicles. They're not really sure, but they think because of his writings that he was the writer of that scripture. The first thing we're going to talk about is that, that part of the scripture where it says, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of earth, and he has appointed me. To build the temple for him. He, God has appointed us. Our temple. It says uh, the temple of God is actually you and me. You probably didn't know that did you? But the scripture says. That do you not know that you are the temple of God. And that the spirit of God dwells in you. If anyone defiles the temple of God. God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple are you? Are you living a, a, a life that is a, that is a, a holy temple for the Lord? Pastor uh, Sid read a few, few words from Isaiah 6 a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about that uh, we, are, we are appointed and anointed by the Holy Spirit to bring good news to those around us. Did you remember that one that he, he did just a few weeks ago? I got together afterwards and I said, boy, you're just kind of leading all the messages right into what I've been working on for the sermon. But God has a vision for us. If you watch the, uh, the, the, the Fixer Upper, there's, there's uh, Chip and Joanne Gaines, and they go in together and Chip likes to tear things apart. He's the demo guy. He likes to come in and tear things up. And she's the one that the, with the vision. And she'll look at it and she'll say, boy, this is a mess, but you know, if we do it this way and this way, there's a vision. God's got a vision for us. He's got a vision for me. I was telling somebody the other day about that um, I, I turned in my notice with the trio that I was going to retire. Still singing with them, but <laughs> at some point I'm going to retire from the group. And they, they said, why? Because God's got a different chapter in my life. As we go through a chapter, we kind of go into the next phase of what God, the vision that God has for us. God has appointed us. And the, 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 the scripture that I love to abide by is taken from Jeremiah 29. And it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. He says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. All of your heart. The temple. We're the temple. And as you, as, as, has God appointed you today to do something that you want to do, that God has a plan for you and a vision? 
Listen to what God has to say to you. He can rebuild our heart and our life to bring good news around here, around Longmont, around the church. If we just trust and look for the vision that God has for us. But we have a choice to accept this or not accept it. We have a choice in acceptance. When we ask God into our life, we have that choice. We do not have to accept Christ into our life. It's our choice. In Revelation 3.20 it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. As you look at that, it may not... You may not be able to see it as clear, but you've seen the picture of, of Jesus knocking on the door. If you look at that, that's, that picture, look at it and know that He's knocking on the door, but look around it. The weeds have grown up. If you look through the window, the window's dark. There's no knob on the door. There's no light outside. There's no lamp or anything to light the way. It looks to me like that house that Jesus is knocking on is deserted. Sometimes we feel that way in our hearts, don't we? That God has forsaken us. And here He is standing at the door, knocking. But He can't open it. It's our choice to open the door and let Jesus Christ into, into our life. He does not force Himself on us. It's our choice. There's a song that, uh, that uh, says, Into my heart, into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in today, come in to stay. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Out of my heart, out of my heart, shine out of my heart, Lord Jesus. Shine out today, shine all way. Shine out of my heart, Lord Jesus. It's our choice. We can be God's temple or Satan's temple. If we choose to let Christ into our broken down heart, then He'll anoint us and build us back up again. As you see in the, in the fixer-upper, look at, look at that mess that that house was in. I would have never selected that house. I could not see anything that, would, that could ever become of that place. But if you've seen the program before, you know that, that Chip gets so excited. He takes his sledgehammer in. And he bangs on stuff, and all of a sudden it's demo day. Ah! He's excited over demo day. He tears apart the cabinets and the floor and everything. And as he's, as they've told him, they've told the owners, they say, it's going to cost this much to demo this and get it exactly what you want, exactly what you're looking for. It will cost you. To be a Christian, it costs nothing to you. Jesus Christ paid the debt for you. It cost you nothing. But you need to give your whole life and heart and this temple to God. I know as uh, Chip goes in and he starts tearing up floors, he turns, he, he, all of a sudden he'll tear down some piece of the wall or the ceiling and he'll notice all the wood up above has got termites in it. Or it's got mold as he pulls the, the cabinets out of the bathroom or downstairs. There's mold all over the place. And if you've ever rebuilt a house or looked 
done, done that kind of stuff. If you have mold or some of those things, you, you can't do anything. You can't just cover it up. You've got to stop, and whatever it costs, you're going to have to fix it. There's hidden things in that house that need to be fixed. They can't let it go. There may be a hole in the floor. There may be a hole in the pipe. You've got to redo all the plumbing or all the wiring. And all of a sudden, this amount that it took was going to cost you more than you ever imagined. We need to open up every part of our life and our heart to Christ. Don't let Him just come in and say, God, I want you to come into my life today. Come in to stay. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in, but by the way, I've got a closet over here that's got a little bit of mold in. And I want to leave it alone. I don't want anybody else to see it. It's mine. But God, you can have everything else. But I can't give you this. Isn't that true how we do that sometimes? We accept Christ into our life, but we've got something hidden from Him. At some point, if you leave those beams with termites, or you, or you leave the mold on the floor, it's going to get worse over time. Right? You're going to have a big mess on your hand if you try to cover up mold or mildew or, or termites or whatever. It's going, to get, it's going to come back. That's what happens when we don't give our all to Christ. At some point, Satan will use that against you. And he'll come back and say, Ha ha, you know, you've, you've, uh, you've given your heart to God, but you know, you've still got this little bit of something that's hanging on, that you're hanging on to. It might be money. It might be something material, car, boat, whatever. It may be something different. Do not let... Satan, get a hold of that little bit that you've decided that you're going to leave, that you want to keep. Let God come in and tear up the whole thing. Let Him demo everything in your, that's dirty and, and, and bad in your life. And let Him come in and rebuild it. Make it nice and pretty again. Fix all the stuff. Because, again, you're not, Christ paid, the, the, paid for your life. He shed His blood for you. Amen? Psalms 32.5 says, Finally I confess all my sins to you and stop trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my re- rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All of my guilt is gone. All the sin, all the walls, all the repairs have all been made. Amen? Beware, though, any broken things could come back up. God's vision and heart needs to be renewed. God has a plan for each one of us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us. He needs to change our heart today. If you don't have a changed heart today, you can today. Ezekiel 36 says, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all the filthiness and from all your idols. And in Ezekiel 11 it says, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them the heart of stone 
and give them a heart of flesh. Can't do much with a stone, can you? Can't do anything at all with a stone. I think I did a did a message uh, a few years ago or something on stone and, and the flesh. The stone doesn't have any any feeling at all. You can throw it, you can beat it, you can heat it up, you can put it in cold. It has nothing. Our heart can be that stone. Our heart can be just like a stone. It says, I will remove from them the heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. Amen. A promise. I don't know how many promises there are in the Bible, but God's got plenty of promises if you'll just read, read the Scripture. By the way, how many, how many of you did bring your Bibles today? Ooh, good. I've been to places where I say, raise your Bibles, and everybody's scrambling for the, for the pew Bible. I'm so glad you brought your Bible today. God's vision. There's a song that says, change my heart, O God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, O God. May I be like You. Is that your prayer today, that you want to be like God? Because I'll tell you what, as you go out that door today, and you go to the restaurant, or you go to the grocery store today or tomorrow or this week, people are going to see You. They may not ever have had any communication with God, but they will see You. And if you act or react in an unchristlike un- manner, they will see you do that. I-, I always say that people don't care how you act. They care how you react. Christmas time rolls around. Go shopping. I love to go shopping because I like to sit back and look and see how people react. I want that thing that's on sale during Good Friday and you get out of my way so I can have that toy for my kid. Right? You've seen that. So what you do, you just knock them out of the way and get the toy you want for your own grandkid, right? No, you don't. Yes, you may have it. I had a situation recently that I have been through a lot of prayer over and I just had to say, God, I'm not going to react to that. I'd love to, but I don't think I should. As you all know, we've been, we've been in the process of moving, downsizing, estate sale, all this kind of good stuff. And I can tell you, an estate sale person that you should not get. But uh, I did not uh, react the way I had first intended because God checked me on that. Are you close enough to God today that He can say, He can tell you exactly what you should and shouldn't do? He will check you. Amen? In Acts 2.17 it says, In the last days God will pour out My Spirit on all people. All sons and daughters will prophesy. Their young men will see visions. Our old men will dream dreams. Whether you're young or old, are you seeing visions? Are you dreaming dreams? Do you see what Christ has in, in mind for Longmont Nazarene Church? Let's, 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 let's narrow it up a little bit. Do you know what God's plan is 
for VBS this week? Has God given you a vision for those little kids? Do you know what's going to happen next week? Are you praying for that end? Are you dreaming dreams? Are you seeing visions? God needs to rebuild each one of our hearts to do His work. If we don't follow along with what God's vision is for our lives, we're in trouble. We are in trouble. In Philippians 1.6 it says, Be in confidence of this, that He has begun a good work in you and will carry it on to completion until the day Christ, Christ Jesus comes. Have you accepted this vision? If you have, we're working now with maybe a finished temple. God has put a new, a new life, a new heart, a heart that's soft, compassionate, to those around us. In Matthew 14:13 it says, "Hearing of this, the crowds followed." In in uh, Matthew 15 it says, "Great uh, crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others and laid them at his feet, and he healed them." In another verse it says, "Large crowds followed him." Jesus then left the place and went into the region across the, the Jordan. Again, crowds of people came to him as custom. I cut out a lot of that the, that uh, fixer upper, but if you watch all the fixer uppers, they 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 pull it up, they show you what it used to look like, and then they take it take it, and you see this brand new finished home that they've done. Woo! And and the women will cry. Oh, I've done exactly what I wanted. The guys are saying, oh, this is super. They'll walk in and they go, I can't believe it. Are you excited today for what Christ has done in your life? Do people see you excited? At the end of this, they always show at the very, very end. Uh, after they've showed them all around, you know, hey, here's what we did here and we had to do this and, and all this stuff. It's all done. Okay? Then they show what happens after they leave. They show they've invited their friends, their family. They're sitting at tables enjoying it. Man, we're enjoying this new... Are you enjoying your new life? And are you inviting people to Christ? Are they seeing your fixer-upper? Have they seen you, how your heart was destroyed? Christ came in and rebuilt this all up. The song says something beautiful. God made something beautiful out of my life. It's not about me. It's about Christ. If He comes into your life and He makes you anew, He'll make something beautiful out of your life. I'm not talking about facial or the body. I'm talking about the heart. Do you share that? Are you happy? Sometimes I wonder. I, when we go to churches, we sing, and we're singing joyous songs about Christ, and you'd see everybody going, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch a fixer-upper and, and look at their expressions when they're showing their friends and family 
What a great, beautiful house I have. What a great, wonderful God I have. I was in sin. I was damaged. I was broken. And Christ came in and made me anew. That burden's gone. It used to kind of weight me down a little bit. It's gone. All the mold and mildew, termites, all gone. Because I let Christ come into every part of my life. Every part of my life. Are you excited? Do you have a new heart today? Do you see a vision? Are you dreaming dreams? If you're not, today's the day. Today is the day. Right now, you get it all right. I've watched the the different fixer-upper programs and you see them clicking off. Week, Week one, week two, or 49 days, or 69 days. It doesn't take God that long. You come down here and say, God, come into my life. Make my heart anew. And it happens just like that. Stand with me, would you? I don't know the hearts of, of, of you here. But I do know that that uh, as, as we did the scripture just even a few weeks ago, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor and has sent me out. Has He sent you out? Do you have a smile on your face? Are you excited about what Christ has done? We were going to do a s- slower song of invitation. But this could be an invitation song too. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, Rejoice! As we sing this, I want you to sing it out. If you need to come up here to pray, you can do that. Altar's always open. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice. And again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice. And again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Somebody will have to come up and sing a special. <laughs> rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice.
so much. May God go with you today and bless your heart. Because like I always say, I am greatly blessed and highly favored. Amen. You are too. Go in peace, would you?